0: You are listening to the Truth Experience, the podcast that inspires young people to identify truth and encounter God. We are your hosts, Sean and Alec, back again with another week. Here we are. What's up? How you doing? Chilling, dude. Chilling. Um, If you are listening for the first time, we just want to welcome you. Thank you for stopping by. Uh, We really appreciate you guys listening in and trying to find truth. Um, if you, at the end of this podcast, you have a question about the topic that we talk about or anything else that um, that you just want some clarity on, uh, we would love if you would email us at youth at cclasvegas.org, youth at cclasvegas.org, so that we can answer your questions on this podcast. We really uh, enjoy answering questions and... Um, Doing our best to be smart, even though we're not. Yes. Uh, that's a lot of fun. <laughs> oh, that's why we're here. So, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, here we are. Um, this is lunchtime again. Did you have your meal this time? I did. This is
1: breakfast for me i guess i just had breakfast
0: oh so you, you woke- already had lunch i had lunch okay. well, i didn't have
1: breakfast though oh, i woke up at like 10 o'clock you probably woke oh. up at like 7 a.m or something 6 30 but i was i had a smoothie i had some pumpkin seeds we carved a pumpkin and then i, I roasted the seeds so you're so fancy good you're right so now. bougie i know what did you you had a sandwich you said i had a sandwich like, i made my own sandwich ooh, turkey or roast beef okay well, this is some riveting content i <laughs>
0: So here we are. Today is a fun topic. <laughs> yes. This is something that um, that you and I um, are going to discuss. Uh, we're going to be talking about the question, can a Christian lose their salvation? So here's the deal. Uh, we don't really have, like, the ABC answer to this yeah. question because I don't think anybody really knows the complete answer. Now, people have... Um, Opinions based in scripture that they hold on to but there's always two sides of this argument And we also want to preference that this is not a salvational issue in the sense of like you can be a Christian and believe in one or the other so this is not a um, The the church can disagree on this issue just for clarification, but what we're gonna do today is a little bit different I'm actually really excited for this. What we're gonna do is we're gonna read a passage of the Bible that presents a lot of confusion For a lot of people, and then you and I are just gonna have a discussion about it, and we're gonna say our views, what we see the Bible say on both sides, you know, to try to lay out the arguments for for either side, uh, and then also end in a good spot at the end. So yeah, absolutely. I'm excited because we didn't really prepare too much for. (laughs)
1: Like, (laughs) I really don't know much of what Alec believes, and Alec really doesn't know much of what I believe. So, and I think we both are working through this though. Um, We don't really. Have a clear-cut thing that we believe for sure yeah so i'm excited just to um go through and hopefully as you guys listen to it you could start to build your own opinions on either side of this topic
0: yeah and i think this is a really good moment to talk about how to develop your theology and hard questions mm-hmm a lot of people read their theology into a scripture. So what I mean by that is they read this, they have a a preconceived idea of how things go and then they read the scripture and say, that must match up this way to what I have to say. So for example, uh, if, you know, if I said that a Christian, you know, cannot lose their salvation and I read this passage, I'm going to say, well, this isn't really literal or well, this isn't blah, blah, blah. Well, this isn't. And what we want to inspire today is you let the scripture dictate what you believe not what you believe dictate the scripture. Yes. I think that's really important to talk about before we get started. So, yeah. yeah. Ready? Yep. Um, we got four verses that we're going to read. A um, little bit more four verses, sorry. Uh, Hebrews 6, 4 through 8. And we're going to read it in two translations. I'll read it in the New King James. You can read it at the ESV. Sound cool. good? Yep. Um, so, Hebrews 6, 4 through 8. If you uh, want to grab a Bible, this would be a, probably be a really good time to grab it so that we can go through it together. So, um, pause this, grab your Bible, uh, whatever you got to do. Hebrews 6, 4 through 8. Uh, for it is impossible for those who were once enlightened to have, t- and have tasted the heavenly gift and have become partakers of the Holy Spirit and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the age to come if they fall away to renew them again to repentance since they crucify again for themselves the Son of God and put him to open shame. For the earth... Which drinks in the rain that often comes upon it and bears herbs useful for those whom it is cultivated, receives blessings from God. But if it bears thorns and beers, what is that? I don't even know what that is. Guess someone Google it, whoever's Bre- watching. beer breers, <laughs> it is rejected and near to being cursed, whose end is to be burned. Mm. That's a new congenital. You guys Jim. confused yet?
1: I oh, am yeah. <laughs> Okay, this will be the ESV, so for it is impossible in the case of those who have been enlightened, who have tasted the heavenly gift and have shared in the Holy Spirit, and have tasted the goodness of the Word of God and the powers of the age to come, they have fallen away to restore them again to repentance, since they are crucifying once again the Son of God to their own harm, and holding him up to content, contempt for land that has drunk the rain that often falls on it and produces crop useful to those for whose sake it is cultivated receives a blessing from god but if it bears thorns and thistles it is worthless and near to being cursed and its ends its end
0: is to be burned i just learned two things from reading that ready mm-hmm. i didn't know what a bre- Breer, Breer is, but then you read the other translation, and I figured out it was the thistle. So, oh. quick little thing for everybody. If you don't understand something, read it in a different translation. You'll probably understand it after that. We learned a word today, so if we you guys learned, learned anything. I don't even know how to say it still. I know. That's why I didn't say it again. <laughs> um, I think what we should go over first, um, and this is kind of off, off the script, but here we are. Um, what does it mean to be a Christian? Because... Um, so, let's actually, let's lay out the argument. So, yeah. so one side of the argument says that um, a Christian can lose their salvation. Then probably the better way to say that is a, pr- a Christian can give away their salvation by making a free will choice, right? You yeah. would agree with that? And then the other side says a Christian cannot lose their salvation. God will uphold the righteous. He will, you know, hold them with their right hand. Um a lot of people will see, like, we. I, think, I don't know if you anybody pays attention to Christian culture, but I think you do. You see a lot of pastors today mm-hmm. walking away from their faith, right? Yeah, Denouncing it. There's sure. this huge thing, um, deconstructionism, where people are deconstructing everything that they believe in and ending up going into mystical and different realms, right? You, you've seen a lot. Of, I think you have friends that are
1: going through that, right? Something like that. I think of, like, Rob Bell and those pastors that yeah. were – um, from all accounts, very solid pastors um, probably 10 years ago, you know, teaching and then kind of took a weird, very weird turn in their Christianity, you know. And yeah. that's happening a lot with a lot of pastors today.
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah. So so people would say if that side, the side that would say that a Christian cannot lose their salvation would say that they were never Christians in the first place. Yeah. So I think it's really important to define how do we know you're a Christian or not. I think that's got to be the first step.
1: Yeah, and that's that's a whole other <laughs> study right there. I think if we go off scripture, it's a lot of times it says it's the fruit that you'll bear. That's how you know if somebody's a scripture. Mm-hmm. So the, what they're doing and all that stuff. But I believe it's also a personal relationship too. So if they're actually spending time with Christ, if it's reading, if it's praying, if they ha- have that desire to know Christ more,
0: I feel like that's kind of the um, representation of a Christian. What yeah. do you think? I think to take it deeper, it would be the fact that the Holy Spirit lives inside somebody mm. like that. That's when, you know, so if someone is sealed by the Holy Spirit, they've been saved. Yeah. Right. So because even the power to read or to pray or to do the good things or to have the faith to love God more, whatever it is, all comes from the Holy Spirit living yeah. inside of you. So. Um, I would say the definition of a Christian. How do we know someone's a Christian? Is the Holy Spirit living inside of them? That's the that's yeah, that's that's it. a good
1: point because if when you get into the higher levels of like Christian colleges and stuff, a lot of the yeah. theologians they don't even believe in God, but they could tell you the Bible backwards and forwards. Exactly. So that doesn't say they're
0: Christians. So yeah, it that's doesn't, a really doesn't. Yeah. So thinking about that, this verse says, "For it is the if for it is impossible for those who were once enlightened. Okay, they were enlightened." Um, in the knowledge of God, um, they have tasted the heavenly gift. That's a pretty big deal. Right. But they take he takes it a step further. The author, who we don't know, <laughs> we were laughing about that earlier, um, he takes it a step further and says, and have become partakers of the Holy Spirit, or the ESV says, and have shared in the Holy Spirit. Mm. So I don't really see the argument to be made that these people weren't Christians because it says they partake in the Holy Spirit. Yeah, You get what I'm saying? Yeah, if you
1: can't. The, the Holy Spirit is not just going to leave in a sense, you know, what I'm right? Saying? Yeah.
0: So, it is impossible to say, well, these people that the writer of Hebrews is talking about aren't Christians in my in my opinion, right? Because it says that, right? Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about this these this verse. Um what do you see in it that um what what do you think about it? Just give me your honest thoughts about this verse. For
1: every verse in Hebrews is tough. Just like... yeah, for real. <laughs> But I think it just makes it very, like, it's hard to partake in the Holy Spirit. If you're going to partake in the Holy Spirit, God died for you. He was crucified. Yeah. So if you're leaving and then coming back, does that mean that God is being crucified again for you? Mm-hmm. So that's the confusion for me where it's, I can't, if you are a part of it, if you're leaving and then coming back, does that mean you weren't a Christian and then a Christian again? That's what comes to my mind, at least when yeah. I read this this verse.
0: Yeah, it's really confusing. I think. Well, let me rephrase that. I think it's um, interesting because it says it's impossible for those who have partaken the Holy Spirit and then to come back, which is really interesting because there's other places in the Scripture where we talk about, you know, God gives every person multiple chances, yeah. right? So, so where does that that fall into? Is a whole different story. Um, let's ask the question let's just talk about this and hopefully we answer some of the questions that we've already brought up because we are leaving a lot of blank answers. Yeah. Um, can a Christian lose his salvation in your opinion? Why or why not?
1: Yeah. I don't want to jump, jump forward too much, but <laughs> too I <late>. think <laughs> so it's tough because when you read verses like this, it seems like they cannot. Um, and I think it's so hard for us to tell if somebody actually was saved, was Rob Bell saved. Um, Solomon, um, you know, he didn't have Christ or that thing. But when we see Solomon building the temple and being so holy and then goes to all this crazy stuff after, it's like, was Solomon ever really saved? Yeah. Which is a big question. And people will have different opinions. I struggle. I believe that people really can't lose their salvation if Christ really has them just from Christ saying, if i'm none can be taken from me mm. you know so if christ is saying that and none will be he tells the father none of of your children will be taken from me if christ really has us and we're appointed before the foundations of the universe as scripture tells us how can christ just lose us you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying yep so and there's a lot of confusing scriptures on that that you know we could go into of you know we talked about some of the parables um the talents parables mm-hmm um, says the master gave everybody talents and then left for a while. And some like, you know, put it in the bank, some buried it, some, um, you know, got interest from it. Some people sold it and made it more. Well, the person who just held on to it and didn't do anything with it, the the master who's representing Christ, the father, you know, God pretty much like cast them away, you know? So this is someone who's like, does nothing with their faith and now they're being cast away. So where does that fit in? I don't
0: necessarily know at Mm -hmm. this point. Yeah. Confusing stuff. But. Really confusing <laughs> stuff. I think for me, um I think one of the dangers of theology mm-hmm. is to be extreme. Yeah. On any side. Isn't it weird like the middle is
1: usually where it makes most sense? It on does, a lot of right? Things. Yeah. Right.
0: And that's what I'm gonna try to do right now. <laughs> now here's the danger. Uh I like I said, I think that it's dangerous to be in theology to go to extremes. In most things, I'm not gonna say everything because there's some things that you can not be extreme in, but yeah. from my study of the scripture, I found being extreme on one side or the other usually leads to me or whoever's in that spot reading into the scripture something that's not there personally. Yeah. That's what I've seen. So, what I'm gonna try to do is stay in the middle of something. Um, I think both are true, I think that somehow God. That that God is going to keep us. God is going to uphold us. God is going. God is in control of our salvation, and that's what I put my trust and faith in. Like at the end of the day, I don't wake ever up every morning trusting that I'm going to be the best person in life. I wake up every morning trusting that God is going to keep me and keep calling me towards Him and keep leading me towards Him. Because even the power to walk towards Him is from Him in the first place. You know, I love this example. You know, someone said, you know, we don't do good things to try to pay. The debt back to god because even the power to do good things comes from god So our debt is just growing and growing and growing. But that's what grace is. It's a gift anyway So I would I would agree with all of that, right? Yeah Somehow in all of this we still have a choice like, you know, somehow in all this we still have free will right? Um, For god so loved all the world that he gave his son, right? There's there's plenty of of uh, verses that talk about choice that we have a choice and um if we had a choice to go to him, what would stop us from having a choice to walk away? Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Now, this can be looked at as a cop-out answer. You know, people can look at me and say, well, you're just, you're just avoiding a very hard issue by being in the middle. But I would say, like, I feel... As if like, and this happens with a lot of different top topics, whether it's um, God's sovereignty and our free will, which is basically the the basis of this argument in the first place. Like this is where it boils down to: somehow God is completely sovereign. God is completely going to uphold us. God is going to completely um, is in complete charge of our salvation. Yet somehow we have a choice to choose to go to Him, or maybe possibly to go away from Him. Yeah. What do you think about that? I would have been like, you can yeah. just like yell at me if you want. <laughs> no,
1: if I, I wish I understood it so I could like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, we've, we've done a podcast and, and talked about like free will and like sovereignty, I, I believe before, or we have definitely mentioned it. We in want to, I think we want yeah. to. I think just from our character, we bring it up a lot because it's yeah. something that we definitely wrestle with. I also believe if I wanted to right now, like run away from God and all this stuff, um, I could. Because I have free will, you know? Yeah. Like, I can go jump off a bridge right now. I'm not gonna do it, but I mean, I have legs. Could I have you? A brain. Could, could you? I I'm <laughs> just <too> get <kidding>. scared. <laughs> but I could do that. So, where does that fit in? You yeah. Know? And this is where, and we were talking about this earlier a little bit, this is where I get confused about kind of like gifts and like if you lose your salvation, is that you losing your salvation or is that you losing maybe what Christ had for you, you know? I wanted to read, I think this is the verse I wanted to read. 1 Corinthians, I don't want to jump into the verses too early, but 1 Corinthians 3, Mm -hmm. verses 14 through 15 reads, if anyone's work which has built on it endures, so your works, he will receive a reward. If anyone's works is burned, he will suffer loss, but he will be saved, yet also through fire. Mm -hmm. So my question, is there going to be people in heaven, and only God knows this answer, that maybe got saved and was a Christian for twenty years, whatever, and then the last twenty years of their life went off the deep end and did all this stuff. Are they going to come to heaven, be in heaven? But all their things, all not only things in heaven. If you look in Revelation, it talks about like the crown of righteousness, and Paul is always talking about like re, like finish the race to get the yeah. crown of glory, all that stuff. Um, but also maybe the rewards you have in heaven, like opportunities to share the gospel with people. We see in the Old Testament, um, I believe it was Isaiah. I think it was Isaiah. He said, I don't want to do this. And God was like, I already went to 20 other, 20 other prophets and they didn't want to do it. You know, the last resort. Yeah. (laughs) So they missed that opportunity to have a book in the Bible named after them, you know? Mm -hmm. So how is it going to look? I don't really understand, but I feel like a lot of times we think, Oh, we're going to lose our salvation when it may just be, you're going to get get to heaven. And I'm not going to say you're going to be disappointed but you may be a little disappointed in yourself, like I am in heaven. I'm with Christ, but mm-hmm. man, I miss so many opportunities, and I'm here just by the skin of my teeth. In
0: a yeah, sense. I would, um, you know, I think it's a really interesting point. I think it's a very valid point. You know, you brought scriptures to it. I would say that this verse that we're looking at, personally, I would say it doesn't. It isn't talking about that, you know, because so with your example, this is what I have a hard time with, and it. maybe it's because I'm legalistic, because that that's a possibility, <laughs> right? But, um. And just to preference all this, we could be really wrong about all of this and we're very well aware of this. We're kind of being really vulnerable and sharing that we don't really understand everything. So uh, hopefully you get that from this. Um, But what I have a hard time understanding is if someone's really saved, if someone really loves God, can they walk away from them?
1: That's a good point, yeah. You know what I mean? And
0: like, so to your point, like to the bridge example, yeah, you can like physically if you wanted to Actually, rewind, physically you could take steps off a bridge, but in you as a person doesn't want to do that. Yeah. But some people do want to do that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's is it all about desire? Or is there something that while we're saved that's inside of us, aka the Holy Spirit, is there something inside of us that's that's holding us wrestling causing us to not walk away from God because I would say like for me and the times in my life where I've been presented with sin opportunities you know what I mean where I have been presented with opportunities to really fall into sin as a Christian what's kept me from not doing that isn't me it's the Holy Spirit inside of me not just a little voice that says hey you shouldn't do that but like you know that strong-willed Holy Spirit, live inside of me. Say, Alec, you know what you're doing. Like, walk away, you Correcting, know? Yeah. And that wasn't my strength. That was the strength of God, in my opinion, right? So is it possible for somebody to be saved for 20 years, to have the Holy Spirit living inside of them, to be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, to be baptized into that power, right? To be bold with the gospel, and then to just say, mm, I want to walk away from that. Yeah. Where's the Holy Spirit gone? You know what I mean? Also, just, and... I think a
1: lot of times in the scripture, and I mean, we haven't lived long in life, so maybe the people that we saw be a Christian and then kind of leave the faith, it looks like, maybe they're going to come back later. You know, if we look at Solomon, many people believe Solomon came back to the faith. If we look at like the parable of the prodigal son, he left, you know, his father's house, he left with his inheritance and then, you know, went crazy for all these years but he came back, you know. Something in him wanted to come back, and he may have so lost. good verse. Yeah, and he may have lost his inheritance, which could be us losing our rewards as a Christian. But he's still a son, mm. you know. So, like, maybe there was something inside him that wanted to come back. Just how, like, mm. if you are a true Christian, and we talk, we talk about this a lot. There's, I'm, I think I've mentioned already four parables. I'm so proud of myself. Yeah, you're <laughs> all over the place. I've been reading the, the gospel, parables, I guess or reading I know. the gospels I didn't lately, even know. <laughs> but the parable of the sower. But the seed's hitting the ground and some some don't go up at all. And then some shoot up super quickly. And then some actually get root in the ground and actually stay for a long time. I think a lot of times I um, when I got saved, somebody shared the gospel to me with two of my friends. One person didn't get it at all, didn't care. Um, I got it and was like, I'm here, like roots in the ground, like I'm a Christian for life. Mm-hmm. And then another person like he was on fire more than me for the first couple months and was like, we got to save everybody. We got to tell everyone at school, all this stuff. A couple of weeks later, he was done. He shot up super quickly, but never had the root. So
0: to the point of that parable, though, I'm going to throw yeah. something out there oh, real yeah. quick. I'm, I'm for it. I'm just going <laughs> to throw some out there real quick. The root. The, the So there's, you know, the, the sower sow seeds to the road. They're eaten up by the birds. So seeds to the rocks, right? Yeah, yeah. Um and it they they don't get enough roots and they die. Um, the sun kills them, right? Then he throws seeds to the ones who are among the weeds and they're choked out. Then he sows the seeds to the good soil, right? Mm-hmm. The seed that fell on the rock is kind of what we're talking about, right? So the seed fell on the rock. It started to grow, but it never bared fruit. Mm.
1: That's a good point. So it shows excitement, but never... Because I Never think there's a right from it because yeah. what
0: is true fruit? Yeah, uh, that's the question because is it just being excited about god Or just being excited about this idea because I think that's part of it Like when I got said I was super excited that god had saved me like this is awesome, you know, and but I don't know what is fruit? I would I would argue that fruit is repentance One of the fruits is repentance, right? And like we can go into the fruits of the holy spirit, but But I think a big thing is repentance, you know, because I have seen people who are really excited about God. I'm thinking about somebody in my mind right now. It was like two years. Yeah. Super excited about God. But yet there's these little red flags where he's like, I'm not going to give that up yet. I'm not going to give that up. And is that truly fruit or is that? And then now looking at that person, he's not with Jesus. You know what I mean? So. Is that the, you know, which is the the person in this parable? Is it the soil or is it the, is it the, um, the plant? I don't really know.
1: Yeah. That's tough to say. And that, that may explain a lot of like the illusions we have that, you know, that people get confused. Like this person was saved and they left the faith, you know, type thing. And then it's like, well did they actually experience and have the Holy Spirit, you know? Just because they were excited about God and they were excited about reading the Bible.
0: And surrounded by Christians, right? And that's,
1: I mean, if you're someone who goes to church and maybe your parents, like, you kind of live off your parents' faith, you know? And you just, you go to church because you've been going to church every Sunday morning since you were born. Hasn't been your decision. You may think, oh, I'm saved. Like, and then when that person goes to college and all of a sudden they show no signs of Christianity we're like, oh, they lost their faith. It's like, oh, did they really did they really have, have faith? It? Yeah. And that's the hard thing because it's hard for us to declare that because we're not God. But, mm. yeah, fun stuff, confusing stuff, with fun stuff. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Last couple of things. Yeah. I know we really haven't laid on a definitive answer yet, mm. and we're we're going to do that in a minute. But you could be listening to this podcast on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you're at, so on YouTube, and you could be thinking, wow, the Bible has a lot of contradictions. Yeah. So I would stop you right there. What I don't want is for people to walk away from this thinking, wow, the Bible contradicts itself. Because that's not true. In fact, the Bible n- never contradicts itself. It's our lack of understanding that produces confusion. Not the Bible, right? And um, that's why I think it's important to have these conversations because you and I aren't saying that the Bible's wrong. You and I aren't saying one, like, one side is wrong of people, there's truth somewhere. It could both be wrong and it is the middle. I don't really know, yeah. right? But what we are commissioned to God, to, by God to do is to study the word and and to ask him for knowledge. And true knowledge comes from him. And I think he's going to reveal stuff to us based on, you know, him being such a good and loving God. So if you're sitting here thinking, "Oh my gosh, this is so confusing. The Bible has so many contradictions." Well, hold on. The Bible doesn't contradict itself. We are confused as human beings with finite minds. And God is so much greater than that. And that's why it's inspired by God, right? Yeah. And that's why it's so confusing sometimes because it's inspired by God himself. No man could have put this together, right? It was all by God. So I don't, I don't want people to walk away from this thinking the Bible contradicts itself. We are confused as human beings and we're on a journey to discover it. And only when we get before Jesus Christ will all these questions be truly answered, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, 100%. When it comes down to it, me and Alec can't, read the the heart of man you know we can't look at somebody and be like oh they love you know we could see their fruit and we could see how they're acting but you know in revelation it says when jesus returns you know he's going to separate the the wheat and the shaft you know and like we necessarily can't see all the time which one is the shaft i think there's going to be people we would never expect it in heaven and there's going to be people like you know oh where's you know I'm trying to think of a name we don't know. Like, yeah, where's, yeah, yeah, where's yeah. Billy? Like, yeah, Billy yeah. was awesome. It's like, oh, Billy. Like, you know, not really. Not oh, really, Billy. <laughs> Billy was messed up.
0: <laughs> no, it's true, though. I think that's a really good point is that we don't, we aren't the judge of hearts. God yeah. is. And only God truly knows what a heart um, believes and what a heart thinks. And what are you know what I mean? And I don't mean like your, your actual beating heart. I mean your soul, right? Yeah. Only God knows that, which is really important to remember. For sure. We're judging based on outward appearance, not on based on who a person is. Cause there, there might be that really quiet person that never talks that loves the Lord, but you just see this grumpy person looking. But they were, just, you know what I mean? That's, like, me. Yeah, that's totally me. That's
1: funny. That's both of us. Yeah, both <probably>. yeah.
0: of <laughs> um, But anyway, that's a really good point that we aren't the judges of hearts. Let's end with this. This verse was placed in the Bible for a reason. What are some of the reasons it could be placed in there, besides just to confuse us? <laughs> I think.
1: That's a good question. (laughs) I think, and you may take a different way. I feel like if you're listening to this and you are a Christian and you're reading these verses and that type of thing, you may think, oh, I don't want to lose my salvation, you know? And this is not what we're saying. If you know you have the Holy Spirit, you like said those sinners prayer, you love God and only you can know that you're not losing your salvation. You're not going to go sin and be like, oh, I lost it. You know, Mm -hmm. God has you there's nothing yeah. else he could take him from you. So we're not trying to scare True. you in that way. So we understand that. that Jesus died for on the cross for your sins now and for your future sins. Yeah, he I died mean. for your sins five, I was going to say 5,000 years. You guys aren't going to live that long. Five years from now, 10 yeah. years from now, he already died for those sins. Mm-hmm. So stay in Christ, stay loving him, and you're, you're going to be good.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I think that, you know, I think that you can trust God with your salvation. That's really sort of something really important that yeah. you can trust God with your salvation. The thing that would add about this verse is I think that no matter what the truth of this verse is walk close to God, pursue him with all you have, and you will never have to worry about this verse. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is for the person truth, whatever, whatever side is true. This is for the person that is walking away from God, not towards him. So if we are spending our day, uh, loving God, walking towards him, then there, well, there won't be a problem at all. Yeah, that's all I wanted to end with. 100. So we don't really know. But uh, I would <laughs> say that we land, I think that both of us land, m- we believe that God is faithful and he's going to keep us. We believe that God has al- allowed us to have a choice. But when you're walking with God, when, you're faith- when you are faithful and the power of God is in you, he's going to keep you walking closer to him.
1: 100%. I think we both fall into a free will um, like aspect. And we also fall into an eternal security that Christ is holding our salvation. Yeah. It's his power, not what we do Monday through, you know, Friday or whatever. Yeah. It be. But and
0: his power is going to cause us to live Monday through Friday in the way we're supposed the best. to right? He's <laughs> work it out in us, yeah. not
1: us. So, yeah. And we want to hear if you guys have any questions or anything things like, oh, I believe this or that, you know, we're working through this ourselves. So we want to work through it with you guys as well. So yeah. any questions or comments, we'd love to have that for sure.
0: Let's do this. All right, everybody. Hope you have a good rest of your day. If you have any questions, youth at cclasvegas.org. Youth at cclasvegas.org. Make sure you're sharing this with your friends. Have a good day.
1: Peace.